Welcome to New Week, New Music, reviewing the hottest tracks with the hottest takes of 2022. My name is Brandon. I'm Eric. And I'm Ben. Each week, we're looking at two albums released in 2022. And at the end of the year, we'll rank and compare all 100 albums. And tonight, we are starting with uh, Bird's Eye Batang with Flood Formats. And we'll conclude with uh, For Train Spotters Only by Ann Iserman. It is very important we did them in this order because uh, we didn't want to confuse our listeners into thinking we were going into an eye series with, you know, Ann eyes, bird's eye. <laughs> if we did them in alphabetical order, it'd be too perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so how did we even come across this album? I genuinely don't know. Uh, we wanted oh, I'm, to we do... were looking, I wanted to do some like experimental electronic music because... Because why really not? Know. Yeah, why but not, we couldn't find anywhere to listen to the album we picked, so we picked this at the last minute just because. Yeah. Um, yeah. So obviously we have no idea of anything about um, Bird's Eye Batang. They're, they're Korean. Yeah, I think this is our second second Korean artist. Oh yeah, because um, Paranol. My yeah, Paran- Paranol and slash My Dream Fever. Um, but yeah, um, so I definitely. So I definitely did enjoy this one to, to some degree. Um, I wasn't like super, super wild about it, but man, I want this guy to like do the soundtrack for like a racing game. I said the first track <laughs> is conceptually very strange. It's like a dream sequence interrupted by Mario Kart. Yeah. Yeah. I was like this. If this dude did the soundtrack for a Mario Kart game, it would be fire. Yeah. I kind of like my like second note is I think Brandon might have a hard time with this one. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay with this one. For uh, I will say, I think this might even be my first time saying this all year. If this is number fifty at the end of the year, I will not be surprised. Like this, this has this has all the the traits of just dead center for me. But um, it was decently enjoyable. Some very fun elements to it. Um, some pretty good, you know, sound play with it. Um, but yeah, it just kind of sounds like a Mario Kart soundtrack. And yeah. not, and that's not always a good thing. I, I kind of get that. I I enjoyed it. Um, I had a pretty good time with it. I think uh, just because it was super short and like fun and kind of yeah. If this were forty five minutes, this would be a lot worse. Yeah the 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 short length and the, a lot of variation internal to the tracks really played to its strengths here. Mm-hmm. Ben, what'd you think? You've been yeah. quiet so far. Yeah, you know, you're right about the Mario Kart stuff. It does sound like that in times. Um, this has got to be what, like the third or fourth album we've done this year that's just incomprehensible noises for the entirety of it. It's been a <laughs> weird year for that. I feel like we've had, I feel like I've seen this movie before. See, I wouldn't say this is just incomprehensible noises the entire time. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not, they're not incomprehensible, but what I mean is that it just doesn't build to anything. It's yeah, it's a lot of just constant it's just noise. Constant. Yeah, like that yeah, it's just it's just like, like to me these are we've had a few, you know, last year we had um a couple brilliant albums that kind of did a similar thing where it's not really music, it's kind of just weird sounds put together. Um of course we're talking about um uh I'm always blanking on the name, um, on the name but um, Giant Mirror. Giant Giant, giant, giant Claw, Giant Claw, Mirror Guide and Mirror Guide. Mirror I was guide, like, I know yeah. it was mirror yeah. there, so. <laughs> something like that. Giant guide of the claw mirror, um, and then the other one was um, the collaboration album, uh, Corian, um, 
not Corey. Uh, oh, Lucy and Aaron. Uh, Lucy and Aaron. Yeah. See, that's, that shows how memorable these albums were for me. <laughs> but I know I really did like both of them. And then, and then this year, I feel like we have a few albums that are kind of trying to do a similar thing, except they're not turning the the, the non traditional musical elements. They're not turning it into something interesting, whereas those albums did. And we've had a few this year that were like that. And unfortunately for me, this is going to fall kind of into the same category. The sound design's kind of interesting. There's a few things that I liked about it, but when you look at it uh, from song to song or even as a whole album, it just, it, there's no, um, there's no real structure or anything that really builds on what came before it for me. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's probably true. And I, I, you know, like I said, I, I enjoyed it, but, um, I kind of enjoyed it cause it, you know, it's fun. There's some nice ambient moments. There's some nice musical moments and everything, but yeah, I, I think, to me, it does not quite take me on like an album long journey or anything, you know, there's not really any greater structure to things that would really pull thing, you know, pull it off. Mm -hmm. That's kind of why I made it like saying like, it'd be a great like video game type soundtrack. Like each, if you kind of look at it as like each of these songs are like a different level, they're not supposed to be interconnected really. Um, They're each their own thing. Um, it definitely works a lot better in that sense, but yeah, there's definitely no, there are very little movement throughout the songs and there's almost none like movement throughout the album. Like it's just each, each song is its own thing, pretty unconnected from everything else. Yeah, definitely. It's, I did not get any kind of sense of greater, greater story arc throughout the album or anything like that for sure. I know there was one song that had, um, just like these weird coughing noises I do was like <laughs> and I don't know and I, usually I like little touches like that but this one to me was just hard to listen to it was like this really stifled cough and it kept like coming in and out I, I thought remember the, the, what song that was on because I don't remember that I don't either I do it so the second track to I, me, I don't actually um the, the I second don't remember one, which one um I th- yeah was it the second one it might have been I, I, I honestly been. don't remember that was that was the one that I I thought sounded like, like some kind of campy '80s movie that was like half an alien invasion and half a workout video. <laughs> I, I think it would have been in there, but uh, I don't know. I didn't take super detailed track by track notes on this one. Yeah, like is this is this supposed to be a visual album? Because I I didn't really get much imagery here, and that was one thing I I got I wish Mario I on an acid trip. Yeah, exactly, and in not a very interesting as trip i wish like, i it's, think it's interesting at times i mean it's it's yeah it, it's not if you look at certain moments then yeah it, it can be interesting in parts for sure but um i feel like for an album like this to work it either has to like intrigue you or or show you something visual or or, or just take take you take me somewhere here and for me it just didn't it didn't um trigger any of my senses at all it was just kind of sound here sound there and beyond that it i just didn't get much out of it i don't know i didn't i didn't really have that problem and i mean i think that's probably why i enjoyed it quite a bit more than it than you did it sounds like um yeah i thought the third track was a really probably the best um that was the one that i i just thought compositionally was the strongest but yeah i mean i i think you have some valid complaints here but I, but yeah i mean for me it that stuff didn't really bother me and in the face of the runtime because it was such a short kind of upbeat short fun 
I, I, I didn't really yes, you're you're definitely not wrong. Everything you're saying there is kind of valid, but but for me, I think just the kind of the fun and weirdness of the album carried it through the the short runtime for me. And so I, I thought it was successful in that sense where I, I never stopped enjoying it because it didn't you know, it kind of got in, did its thing, and got out in, in in the right amount of time where it didn't overstay the kind of just weirdness and whimsy of it almost. And so, I that is true. And for me, it worked. I, that is one thing I did like about this one a little more than the Matmos album was. I thought the Matmos album just kind of overstayed its whatever it was trying to do, whereas this one did have that kind of satisfying brevity to it. I like that you use the word whimsy because I think that's a very good word for uh, for this album. Um, but yeah, like it's to me, I I like this because it's short and you really don't. Despite like if you were to look at the the genre tags on write your music for this one, you really don't need to pay too much attention to this one. Like it's 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 very fun. It's quick. Um, and if you do pay attention, there is some pretty, I think he's do. uh, they're doing some pretty interesting things with the sound. Like it's definitely kind of all over the place. Um, but I, I will say that it doesn't really form into a whole cohesive thing. So in, in that sense, I do agree with you, but I don't know. I, I think it's fun and it's, it's easy and yeah, it's, it's very whimsical and I, re- enjoyed that for uh, for those reasons but yeah I this one definitely won't end up super high just because it's not that interesting overall but it is fun for what it is yeah I think for me this will probably be an easy top half album I don't know that I would even necessarily shoot for top third but I this will definitely be in the top half um yeah it's kind of just a fun you know maybe marginally forgettable but but enjoyable fun short kind of thing but i I think that's going to definitely be strong enough to to make it a top half pick for me would be my guess especially as we've been having a lot of kind of mediocre albums that i didn't really get a whole lot of enjoyment out of come through something that that i enjoyed and that made me happy to listen to is is definitely a good shout for the top half would be my guess man looking at my list i gotta say like the lowest album so we're right at 50 right now. Um, our world that we've listened to that all, all the episodes are, out yet, um, are not out yet. Um, but the lowest album that I consider good, I have right now is 39. That's pretty good, honestly. Yeah, like... It's a strong like, yeah, I mean, year. there's definitely been a, a fair amount of, like, stuff that's, you know, moderately forgettable and, like... like and Really? 39 for you? Yeah. No kidding. That's funny because mine only goes to like, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say like 20 or 21 for me. Well, I only have 38 ranked right now, so I'm a little behind the ball. <laughs> You're really behind. The ball. I gotta get 12 more albums on here. Apparently, I, I guess I have not been <laughs> coming back and actually ranking the things. What was the assignment again? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but um, that's it. that's funny, Brandon. That's, so that kind of explains that. You, Brandon, you're enjoying this hero a lot more than I am. That, that's a really um, big disparity. Yeah, no, I'm usually like we're, I said, we're a lot of those. Much, I agree on what the albums are, but usually we're pretty much neck and neck on on that. I, I think I would twice be the about, amount of good albums out of you. So I think my my last good, like, I think around 19 is where it starts falling off for me. But that's out of 38. So when I get back and actually rank everything, it, probably about 25 would be my guess. So I will preface that with there's a very big difference between what I like and what I will come back to. 
Like, yeah, no, that's, honestly, if we're that's doing fair, albums but... that I'll come back to. Like, honestly, I have albums pretty high on my list that I'm not going to come back to very often. Like, yeah, I do I, think I have a solid classic examples for that 10 being, that like, I might come back to. Like, Neptunian maximalism, that's not going to be like, I don't go back to that album very frequently. Oh. But it's still in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> you may not, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a, so, ones it's a that I come back to one, two, three. We'll see about that one. Four, five, six. Yeah, there are six that I like so far this year that I like regularly go back to. Well, um, and I, I don't know, because sometimes I rank stuff higher that I won't necessarily go back to, but yeah, five mm-hmm. or six is about right. And there are definitely a lot more that like I've listened to at least once since we reviewed it and will occasionally go back to. But like there are definitely six that are like in my regular rotation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting too that we spent a lot of time. I spent a lot of time, at least, on this this album, uh, saying, you know, it's good because it's short, which is kind of a weird thing to say. Like, it almost sounds like a kind of under the table, backhanded compliment. But, but I really kind of, I've found that over the last couple, you know, two and a half years now. Like, some artists really don't know when to put the pencil down. Yeah, and and I've true. I've come to really appreciate that. Where if you can come in and you can give me thirty minutes of really good material that I enjoy, I'll take that over forty five with fifteen minutes of filler every day. Yeah, and so it's you know saying oh yeah it's good because it it didn't go for very long. On it, I mean that as funny as that might sound out of context, I've really found that to be a big problem with albums that I I don't rate as highly as they just drag. You kind of yeah. you have to justify mm-hmm. your runtime. And well, I shows, think so much of that is just is, the, yeah. the nature of like streaming and trying to get the big single. Yeah. Like you throw so much out there, especially big name artists will throw so much out there. Just hoping that one of them's a big hit. And nowadays, like you don't even need a whole good song, especially like with TikTok, you just need like that one you really need catchy a good 13 hook. 13 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need one catchy hook and your song will blow up. Oh, geez. I've always wondered when, when musicians, you know, putting something together, the, like, do they have any idea of which song that could be? Like, like to what degree? Because as a listener, it's, sometimes it's pretty clear, like, what the song or songs are. But I always wondered if an artist, you know, is, like, listening to their stuff back. And, like, maybe do they just have, like, no idea what's going to be, what people are going to like? I mean, I think to a certain degree, you're, you're just not going to know. Um, no, at the very least, the you know, like the producers and stuff know exactly what they're. That's why Max to. Martin gets paid big money. Yeah, like um, artists, maybe not, but I mean, I'd be very surprised if the producers didn't film them. Like, oh, we're gonna try and make this the big hit. Like, but, so, so I don't know how familiar you are, Ben, but um, when you get a free minute, get on Wikipedia and look up Max Martin. The record okay. producer, right? I mean, it's going to be a lot more than a minute for him. But. Here's this is his Billboard Hot 100 number one singles. Um, like for example, in 2021, he had two number ones. He had "Save Your Tears" by The Weeknd and Ariana Grande, and "My Universe" with Coldplay and BTS. "Blinding Lights" by The Weeknd. "Can't Stop the Feeling" with Justin Timberlake. "Can't Feel My Face" by The Weeknd. "Bad Blood" with Taylor Swift. "Blank Space" by Taylor Swift. "Shake It Off" Taylor Swift. "Dark Horse" Katy Perry. "Roar" Katy Perry. We're never getting back together, Taylor Swift. 
One More Night by Maroon 5, Part of Me, Katy Perry, Last Friday Night by Katy Perry, E.T., Katy Perry, Kanye West, Hold It Against Me by Britney Spears, Raise Your Glass by Pink, Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, California Girls by Katy Perry, um, Britney Spears 3, My Life Would Suck Without You, Kelly Clarkson, So What by Pink, I Kissed a Girl, Katy Perry, It's Gonna Be Me by NSYNC, Baby One More Time by Britney Spears, like, yeah, you know, literally two decades this guy's been... Those are just his number one singles. Right. That doesn't include number yeah. two, number three singles. You pay this guy like a million dollars per song to come to your session. And Honestly, makes... I'd be shocked if it was only of one million dollars. Like... Yeah, I mean, th- and, and he's not the only one. There's a couple of these guys, like Dr. Luke was a big one before all the Kesha sexual assault claims. I feel like claims. he's still at least somewhat popular. Oh, he's still massively popular because he makes... He makes hit singles, and so nobody gives a shit about the fact that he probably did heinous things to one of his talents, you know, which is just kind of pathetic. But that's a conversation in and of itself. But also unsurprising in the record industry, I feel like as as disgusting as it is, yeah. But yeah, there there's a couple of these these hit maker guys that just you you bring him in. I mean, and, and he co-produced and co-wrote most of these things. It's just like unbelievable. I mean. But yeah, this guy started with like the Backstreet Boys. And, and so, yeah, they know exactly what they're doing when, yeah, this is going to be the number one single because that's the guy that you bring one of these dudes in to write on and they they just shit out radio pop hits. So, yeah, they know. They definitely know. When you get to a certain money level, they know. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was an interview with uh, More Mother and Billy Woods that Fantano did uh, back when Brass came out. Um, and even like they were talking about it and like, you know, the concept of like the big hit for them is so much different than the big hit for someone like Taylor Swift. But like even them, they're discussing, like, OK, which one's going to be, you know, what's going to be the single? What's going to be the, the album we, you know, the song that we present this album as and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's very much a, a thought for a lot of people. Now, I imagine there's, you know, tons of people that don't. I'm guessing you know, Matt most does not care. Yeah. <laughs> like there's gotta be tons of artists that don't care but so what if you're like a low budget like artist or you can't fork over a million dollars for Max Martin is that when you go see Patrice Wilson <laughs> that's when you try to like make fake viral hits on TikTok cause that's a lot cheaper oh well I mean you know you know who's actually a big big part of that? Kanye these days in the hip-hop game, you get Kanye to show up to something, you know, and I'm sure you pay buku dollars and you have to let him wife uh, rap about how his wife and kids left him, like, but same, same concept. Get, what do you, can you just tweet at him and hope it hits, or, like, how do you get this guy? Are you trying to get Kanye on your cover? I, I'm not opposed, I mean. <laughs> ben, I think if you get Kanye on anything you produce for this show, you lose instantly. <laughs> Would he win instantly? I don't know. No, because it would probably be like a 30-minute alt-right rant about, you know, a father's place in the household given 2022 Kanye. You might have to wait for a more digestible Kanye uh, era. Kanye's got to get back on his meds. (laughs) Jesus. Anyway, so talking about train spotters. (laughs) Yeah, so um, is there anything else you guys want to say about flood format? No. Um, yeah, I, I would recommend it. It's, yeah, I'd it's recommend worth it. checking out. It's short. It's neat. It's, short. it's neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ann Iserman's uh, for train spotters only. Um, so whenever we get into 
this whole music con cred thing. Makes whatever it is. so sad, and that just, you know, keeps my dick erect 24-7. <laughs> yeah, it's... I... I get very nervous about it. Uh, but I get very nervous because I've had such... I've, I've had quite a few really negative <laughs> like experiences with it. Um, but I definitely... It's quite often interesting, at the very least. Um... And I definitely never know what to expect uh, when going into it. Um, and with all of that being said, this one really, really did it for me. I I loved this. Train enthusiast confirmed. <laughs> because I will tell you, she is not kidding about the trains thing. No. <laughs> the, fir the first song is Prelude for Four Diesel Locomotives and Harp. The second song is Fuga for four diesel locomotives and harp. They are literally only train sounds and harp. Yeah. But uh, but that said, no, I, I agree. I think they were, uh, I think the first two tracks are very interesting as like a, you know, because this kind of sound art, music concrete stuff, I mean, part of it is the concept and the execution of some stupid concept. Like I'm going to record trains and a harp and make music with it. And I think the execution is really good there to kind of set the theme and the tone. And then as we get deeper into the album, where it's not quite as train heavy, where she brings in some other instruments and elements, and obviously the trains are still there, but it's a little more, um, it's a little bit more diverse in the sound palette. I, I thought those were extremely strong yeah, tracks. Yeah, starting from three at on. like the, uh, yeah, starting from like Laid Apart all the way through, the album like really, really picked up for me. And once once it got a little bit away from the train and more focus on the modern classical, I was a huge fan of this. Yeah, I, I thought she pulled off some pretty cool stuff here. And, and even the first two tracks, which I think are less listenable, they are intellectually intriguing, at least, yeah. from the concept of making music out of trains. <laughs> but yeah, Just I mean, that phrase. Oh, what do you think, Ben? Yeah, I... um. I had a pretty similar experience. Um, I, I will first say that you know I'm a big fan of concept albums, and um, I think um, you know I like concept albums that clearly communicate the concept. And uh, if you're going to make a, an album about trains, then what better uh, way to communicate that than just literal nonstop train noises for the first 16 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> Who had the better musical train, Ann Iserman or what? Oh, Pat Metheny. Pat Metheny kicks, mean... kicks the shit out of this train, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Pat um, Metheny had the best train moment for, for sure. Yeah, I will. but I mean, this had, you know, 37 minutes of trains. More this wasn't train just moments. a train moment. <laughs> this was a train album. Yeah, I, and I totally agree with you guys. I think once it hits Laid Depart and, and the and the next few tracks, um, the album went from, okay, this is kind of dumb to, oh, this is really interesting for me. Um, that was definitely the point. I enjoyed the back half of the album uh, significantly more than the first two. The, the first two, I was just, the whole time I was like, okay, there's a train and then there's harp on top of the train, but why? <laughs> Yeah, like, so like, my, like I get you're going for yeah. so, like they're going for something here. Like we're gonna overlay trains, but to me it just seemed entirely pointless. So I definitely felt the same way on my first listen. Like when I when I first listened to this, I was just like, God damn it! It's just it's it's just silly choo, bullshit, choo, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's just trains, and she's playing a harp over these fucking trains. This is stupid. 
Um, but then once it really picked up with Lay Depart, and I was like, okay, wow, the, I I really, really enjoy this. Um, going back to those first two tracks now, I enjoy them a lot more now that I've had the whole album, the context of the whole album. Mm-hmm. But going in blind with just those two tracks, it's like, yeah, this is pretty stupid. This is a case where, like, if those two were the last two tracks on the album, or, like, the first and last, you might have more success where... Because you got to get through like the first sixteen minutes of this before I think it really sells itself, which is it's a bit of an ask from it's an album t- composition yeah. standpoint. Especially you know? an album that's not it's only thirty seven minutes long. You right, know, you're like, asking for you know more than a third of the album before it really sells you on the concept, and that's yeah. That's, that's the problem kind of for me is I, even after going back, I still kind of had the same experience where I was just waiting for the first two to be over with so I can get to the interesting part. So for me, that's gonna that's gonna limit my enjoyment of the album as a whole a little bit. Maybe I'll get to the point where I I enjoy it. Well, and I mean, I you know, to be fair, I I, I do think the uh, the third track on is significantly better musically. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just that's a pretty fucking great album after that point. But the first two are they're kind of slow and they're a little bit more more ponderous than actually musical. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of like what we talked about. I think it was on the Matmos one where, like, with really bizarre experimental stuff like that, um, you know, like, there's definitely a line where does it go fully into the weird experimentalness of it where it just <laughs> completely loses its attachment to, you know, what is commonly understood as music and then the experimental stuff that is still firmly musical. And the first half of this um, is very much in, on the side of it has completely lost touch with what music typically is regarded as. It is, it's kind of hard to consider a train a musical instrument. Like Pat Metheny's uh, gonna fight you out back, bitch. But <laughs> um, but it is well, uh, like Eric said, very ponderous. It's very suspenseful and mysterious. Um, and with the the sound play of the harp over it, I have come to a point to enjoy it for what it is. Um, but yeah, if if the rest of the album wasn't so good, I definitely would not feel that way. I feel like somebody who has like, you know, maybe maybe it's just Ann Iserman's needs to do this, or um, or some really really rich fuck as a massive flex needs to like get four trains together and put on a live performance of this shit. <laughs> like, find somewhere where four trains are going to pass a crossroads in quick succession in the Midwest somewhere and, like, put on a live performance. That would be that a massive be, um, flex. Music for music for 18 trains, and they all make the same noise. <laughs> I would still be better than that fucking album. Honestly, I can't believe that album was a 4.08. That upsets. Yeah, that was a little hard to believe. Talking about Steve Reich, everybody. Fuck Steve um, Reich. All my homies hate Steve (laughs) But But honestly, though, I I think this does bear some comparison to a lot of the stuff we've heard in the modern classical genre. And, man, I would so much rather listen to something like this than listen to a violin pretend to be a train for an hour or whatever it is modern classical is getting off on these days. Yeah, no, um, this is definitely better than a lot of the modern classical that we've done. Um, But at the same time, it does kind of fall victim to 
a lot of what modern classical has in the sense that it's not that new. Like, I mean, we've touched on this before, like music concrete has been it's doing been shit forever. Like this for, yeah. for forever now. Um, so in that sense, this really isn't that new. And for something that's trying to be avant-garde and the modern classical scene, it's kind of annoying when it's really not all that avant-garde. It does make me very happy that of all the genres that have found their home being reviewed frequently by us, like a weird French 60s avant-garde musical movement being one of them. Like, I'm like, yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> See, like, music concrete is not very enjoyable frequently, but it is always interesting. Yeah, it's very rare you get one of those albums and you're kind of like, yeah, you know, nothing to talk about here. There's always something weird going on. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I I am genuinely surprised with how much I liked this one. A uh, little one was probably no uh, that or the vertraging. I don't know. Those are those are my two favorites. Yeah, vertraging I think might have been my favorite. I, one thing I did kind of like about this album was it kind of reminds me of some of the dreams I have where there might be a like some familiar train. concept, but then like a train. <laughs> I mean, I don't dream. I don't like. I don't dream about trains all the time, but. Um, We'll get into my fetishes later, but um, <laughs> the train where, uh, goes in know, the tunnel. Choo, choo, choo. There's a <laughs> there's some symbolism there, um, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, the first part of the album is is a more you know just literal you know um, exploration of what a train sounds like, and then I feel like once we get out of that stage, um, things get really weird. Like it becomes like some sort of weird like dreamscape where. I don't know, it just sounds like something I dream about. Like, I get on the train, I'm waiting for the train, I get on the train, and then I'm in the train, but the train doesn't move, or it goes somewhere fucked up, not where it's supposed to, and then there's all these weird noises, and I'm stuck on the train, and I don't know where I'm going, or nothing's happening, and there's all these weird voices and shit like that. I'm pretty sure you're just know, describing it, the the plot of Spirited Away. Ben gets on the train, and then... <laughs> yeah, it, it is kind of like that. The, the train gets like, dark, Nothing and happens as it's supposed Willy to. Willy Wonka and six members of the clergy start slowly walking towards him. And then they start twerking. They offer him a chocolate bar. <laughs> <laughs> he looks outside, and it's Nevada. <laughs> this uh, oh, this review was going okay, fully that's... off the rails, I feel like. That's a nightmare right there. <laughs> Willy Wonka and six members of the clergy accost you on a train in Nevada. Oh, Nevada's definitely the worst part about that. <laughs> Is it Reno or Vegas? It doesn't matter. Dude, it's Nevada, man. is a shithole of a state. <laughs> no, the greatest realization I made in my adult life was finding out that Reno 911 was not a comedy show on Comedy Central. <laughs> it was actually the Reno Sheriff's Department. <laughs> it's not actually true, but if you've been to Reno, it checks out. It's true enough to be believable. Anyway, yeah, um, I would recommend this one for sure. Yeah, um, especially the second half. Um, if you find yourself struggling to get through the first two songs, skip just go ahead and skip to the third one. Yeah, it I'll, gets so I'll much more listenable then. Um, but yeah, no, this I think this is a good one to check out, especially if you're trying to get into stuff like this. Yeah, this is a good. I think it's a pretty palatable music concrete album. It's good for, you know, dipping your toes in. Mm-hmm. Or, well, as palatable as music contract gets, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. But yeah, um, Ben, you got anything more to add? No, I think that's about it. Yeah, well, that'll uh, that'll about do it, uh, do it for us. 
Uh, thank you all very much for listening. Um, yeah. Uh, next week, uh, we've got, we're delving into jazz for the first time in a long time, actually. It's been a long uh, time. We've got some jazz fusion and some dark jazz. I don't really know what dark jazz is, but we'll find out next week. Uh, but yeah, we got a white ward with uh, false light. And uh, we used to cut the grass with, we used to cut the grass number one. Um, yeah, I mean, jazz is always, always interesting to get into. We've had some pretty, pretty big hits with the uh, uh, main one being uh, uh, Shabaka. But uh, I'm definitely, uh, uh, definitely excited for, uh, uh, for these. So. All right, all right. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it pans out. Yeah, so thank you all uh, very much for listening and join us next week. Have a good